Hello, and welcome to the Graphics Profiles, the official podcast of Graphics Pro and Graphics Pro Expo, covering the graphics market online, in print, and in person. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson. Our guest for episode 41 is Travis Ross, owner of Make Your Mark Design in Broomfield, Colorado, a full-service print-on-demand fulfillment service. Travis also co-hosts the Print On Demand Cast, or podcast, a weekly show he broadcasts with fellow print aficionado Josiah Cifuentes. Before we find out how Travis and his team make their mark, we'll talk to Henry Coem, Global Sales Manager, Graphic Imaging for Hicks Corporation, the sponsor of this episode. Hey, it's great to talk to you again, Henry. Uh, you know, last time, which was episode 38 in July, in case you'd like to go find it in our archives, um, we talked about drinkware. But um, today I want to talk about large format heat presses and specifically the Hicks Corporation LF4464 series. So if I'm looking at a big piece of equipment like this, what are my potential best selling applications? Well, most customers who uh, want a large format press want it uh, for garments, uh, all over printing, specifically garments uh, with, with long sleeves that require a large surface and that require the entire surface to be printed all at once so that the, uh, the result is one continuous picture, both on the front and the back, going mm. from the front to the back, uh, rather than say the, the cut and sew applications where you cut the individual pieces, sublimate them individually, and then assemble them for the finished garment. So you, have, so you have interruptions at every seam. With a large format uh, all over print, you don't have that interruption. You have just one continuous design, which is the, uh, the attraction of, the, uh, of this particular application. Okay, that's a, that's a great application too. So uh, what, what other types of applications are you seeing being used with the large format heat presses? And, you know, obviously a wide variety of applications from garments to signage, just about anything that you could put in that size. Is that correct? Yes, you mentioned signage. That is a market all in itself. For that, uh, you have aluminum plates that are uh, not susceptible to ultraviolet uh radiation so that they can be used outside without fading uh, also i've seen applications like tiles for murals and uh, and showers shower stalls that that need a large format to print not just the individual little tiles but the one design all at once on a whole uh puzzle of of tiles all together so you can apply a transfer to many applications and uh, a, a large format press allows you to do, just go in many different directions, each of them being a, a separate business altogether. So yes, uh, a wide variety of applications. Okay. And where can uh, our audience go to find out more about the, uh, the large format heat presses? Well, they can go to uh, our website. Uh, the site is uh, hixcorp, H-I-X-C-O-R-P.com. Everything is in the catalog. Just go to the homepage, click on the catalog, uh, or they can just navigate to the large format, the LF4464, uh, to find the indi individual uh, details on that press. Okay, great. Well, thanks again for your time today. It's great to talk to you again. Thank you. And we're back with Travis Ross of Make Your Mark Design in Broomfield, Colorado. Hey, Travis, it's uh, good to have you on the show. And just uh, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
Of course, we appreciate it. Um, you know, I always like to start with your your background, how you got started, and how the business has evolved. There's always, to me, that's at least that there's always an interesting story involved there. So, can you kind of give me a brief uh, backgrounder on that? Sure. Um, the company's actually it existed since 2012, but it's it's gone through several iterations. It started as a as a marketing company to help people with YouTube videos and things like that. That didn't mm. work. I sat on the company for a while, and then um, at one point, I started buying and selling products to sell on Amazon. And so I was, you know, doing everything, you know, from going to Walmart's and Sam's Clubs, and you know, buying things off the shelves to ordering them online to shipping from China and rebranding them. But as I was doing that, I was, you know, building a pretty large business um, in that space, and we started doing a a, uh, a conference here in Denver um, called the Reseller Conference, um, or the Rocky Mountain Reseller Conference. And so the second year we were doing that conference, I heard overheard in the bar area, you know, after hours, somebody talking about sublimating coffee mugs in their basement. And I got intrigued and I started researching it and I, I converted an inkjet printer to use sublimation mugs, bought a couple of cheap presses um, and started creating listings on Amazon with art that I already had been using for their Merch by Amazon account, which they, and Merch by Amazon, they don't sell coffee mugs. So um, since I had, you know, experience creating listings, I just started doing that. And uh, that has just really, really exploded into now we fulfill for other people that are selling on Amazon and Walmart and all these other uh, places. Um, and we have, you know, a full print facility. Um, I don't do any of the arbitrage or any of the, uh, you know, white labeling of products anymore. Um, we're just, we're fulfilling and then we're doing local, you know, business for different clients in the promotional products uh, space. Okay. So you're part e-commerce and, and part local business. It sounds like kind of a hybrid yeah, operation. Yeah. Is that how you would term that? Yeah, totally. I, I would say a majority of our business is still fulfillment because that's kind of how we got started and our biggest clients are fulfillment. But since we landed, actually, we have a, a shop in Broomfield, Colorado, um, and we've been here almost two years now. Um, and since we like kind of planted our Google flag, <laughs> Um, we've seen a lot of local businesses reach out to us and, you know, ask if we can do X, Y, or Z for them. And so that part of our business has really grown over the last couple of years since we've been here. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, corporate gifts, um, personalized products. Is, is that how you would characterize what y'all are doing there? Yeah, mainly, um, we have six different printing methods. Uh, so we, you know, we have sublimation, mm-hmm. um, we have DTG, we have embroidery, um, we have vinyl, we have uh, laser engraving, and we have UV printing. And so, you know, lots of different products can be decorated in a lot of different ways. Um, and so we have some unique products too. Uh, I, I think that's kind of what really sets us apart for a, from a fulfillment standpoint. You know, if I'm going to sell on Amazon or Walmart and um, I can, I have this one piece of art, all of a sudden I have, you know, a hundred different products. I can put it on and it's all under the same roof. I don't have to go to this vendor for this thing, this other vendor for this thing. So do y'all literally handle hundreds, hundreds of different product types? Yeah. I think our catalog right now for stocked items is, is right in the nineties. I think we're at like 94, 95 products and we, Mm -hmm. uh, we, we try to continue to add them, um, you know, because it's just an additional source of revenue. If we can get that out in front of our clients and say, Hey, 
have you thought about this product? So we have some, you know, unique products that, um, I mean, we're obviously a small shop. There are many, many companies out there doing fulfillment and really huge companies that are getting, you know, injections of millions of dollars of capital. Um, they're really technology companies that happen to do fulfillment. Um, unfortunately, I don't have millions of dollars, so we are just a fulfillment company. Yeah. Uh, but because of that, we have a lot of flexibility. Um, we're a lot more nimble than I think some of those larger companies are and therefore can offer, you know, some somewhat unique products. So given all that and your experience with that, what is your best advice for a shop out there um, for someone who would like to have an e-commerce component to their business? You know, not not necessarily that they're going to go full bore into fulfillment mm -hmm. and so on and so forth, but they they want to be able to provide that to their customers, maybe to a more corporate customer, even in, from a fulfillment standpoint, they want to add e-commerce. What's your best advice to someone who wants to do that? There's there's a couple different ways you can go about it. Um, you you could theoretically approach people who you know are already selling on, you know, Amazon or Walmart or Etsy, and offer to you know um, help them get on those platforms. Um, a perhaps lower hanging fruit would be to use some of these print companies like uh, like Inksoft, Printavo. Um, Deco Network. These platforms come kind of out of the box with these web stores. You can take these web stores and kind of create a system to where, you know, all of a sudden I'm reaching out to an Instagram influencer who has, you know, 10,000 people that, you know, follow them. And have you ever thought about selling t-shirts or selling, you know, product XYZ? Um, we can do that for you. We'll build the site for you. We'll do everything for you. All you have to do is just point the people to us. And it goes right into your workflow because you're already using that software for maybe your local orders. You know, we do that with a lot of our clients. They just literally, we, there's a guy here in Colorado who he's a, he's an online meteorologist and he has like tens of thousands of followers on Facebook and he just reports the weather, but people absolutely love him. He, I mean, he gets thousands of shares when he just reports the weather. Mm -hmm. And so we approached him, uh, we said, Hey, let's, let's take some of your kind of quirky sayings. Let's put him on some t-shirts and he sold, you know, a lot of things. And, and so we basically charge him at the end of the month, we give him the difference of what he's upcharging, you know, the, the customers and, um, you know, and just, you just rinse and repeat that. And you can kind of build a pretty large catalog by just doing some simple reaching out to these uh, to these influencers. It's it's a really cool uh, business model. I think a lot of people are doing that now in the um, name, image, likeness area. Um, they're reaching out to you know sports, um, you know college athletes and things like that, trying mm -hmm. to get them on board. But you have kind of if you're already a print shop, you probably have some type of web store that you could offer, and you could use that as kind of a bridge into e-commerce. What are some processes that you put in place to create efficiencies and make sure that you have quality? Because those, to me, those are two of the big uh, components of doing it right. And that is to have, make sure you have consistent quality and that when you say you're going to do something that you do it on time. Yeah, we use Deco Network here. Um, that's helped us a lot with some of our scheduling from our local orders, but then we also have the e-commerce side of that. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's helped us with uh, kind of not drop the ball um, as far as like quality consistencies. Um, we have somebody else packing the product that made the product. And so mm -hmm. there's kind of a second QC check uh, before it goes out the door if something's wrong or if you know maybe a print file got messed up. 
maybe the tech didn't notice it, but perhaps the shipping person will. I mean, that doesn't uh, work 100% of the time, but it does catch some of those issues before they go out the door and, you know, make us uh, look bad to our to our clients. But um, I would say like some of the major efficiencies, even in our business, because we also sell on Amazon and do these things are just kind of some of your SKU structures and how you hold your art, um, you know, based on those SKUs, we've, you know, we have like tens of thousands of, of pieces of art. Um, and so trying to organize that, you know, when you first starting out, maybe you only have a hundred or 150 or 200 or whatever, but you mm-hmm. get to tens of thousands of pieces of art, you have to have some type of a system. And we've, you know, basically created what we call design IDs. And then that design ID can go on a different product. And we've used our SKUs to kind of inform everything that is uh, like, it'll have a DID, which is the, the actual art. And then it'll have a product code and maybe a size code and a color code. And, uh, you know, maybe a date that it was actually created that listing on whatever platform it's on. And so every time that sells across all the different platforms, it's the same skew, which is then tied to an art file, which is also organized by those DIDs. And it's very, it's very easy. It's not like, you know, green nurse, uh, design with syringe, you know, <laughs> <Dot> JPEG <laughs> or PNG or whatever, you know? Right. Uh, so, so, I mean, some of that stuff has, has helped us, um, you know, diving into that and really trying to get into the weeds with, uh, that workflow from the order comes in to, it gets to the tech because with print on demand, it's, it's, it's different, um, with printing, it's different because these products don't technically exist until they're actually printed. Right. So it's, it's kind of different. You have to, the, the skew has to actually inform what the actual final product is um, as opposed to just go to bin four on row three and pick it out of the bin and ship it. You have to actually make it. So there's some efficiencies that, um, that we've, we've had to kind of learn the, the hard way, um, you know, but we're getting through it. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I want to talk about you know, speaking of processes. One of the things I didn't ask you, you said you have six different types of printing, um, technologies. Uh, what about on the finishing side? You have heat presses. Do you laminate? What, what do you have finishing wise there? We're not doing any laminating. Um, we're not really doing anything paper wise with printing. It's all going to be, um, you know, apparel, drinkware, home goods, things like that. We, right. we have in that we're using right now. I think we have four heat presses, like 16 by 20. We don't have anything too large. Um, so most of our, we're not doing anything large format. Most of what, like I would, when people ask me what type of products we do, I, I say giftable products. Okay. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's a coffee mug, it's a t-shirt, it's an embroidered hat. Um, it's a laser engraved water bottle. It's a UV sign, um, you know, things of that nature. Um, That's right. You have engravers too. Yeah. What is the most unusual product that you sell? And maybe I shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think. I don't um, want to go somewhere I, weird, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we we've we've printed some pretty interesting sayings on t-shirts. Let's put it that way and okay. we'll leave it at that. But um right. but yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the coolest products that that we introduced in the last year are these these UV signs. So we take a piece of melamine, we we UV the customer's image, whatever it could be a picture, it could be a you know, a saying, you know, live, laugh, love. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, we have a, 
uh, a partner that creates these wooden frames for us and sta stains them. And then we've just got a nail gun. We assemble and pop pop those uh, the frame on there. And it creates kind of this real Etsy-ish looking sign. And it does really well uh, for our clients that sell on Etsy. You know, we do like a six by six, 12 by 12, a 14 by 17, um, you know, wooden sign. And that UV printing is like, it's crystal clear. You put an, you put a photograph on there and you can't, you can't tell, you know, that it's uh, printed on melamine. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. So that's, that's probably one of my favorite, uh, favorite products that we have. And it, it does pretty well. Right. Um, so when you do add a, a new print process, because this is something that sounds like you, you had one type of printer and then you're like, I, I see a market for this. And that would be my assumption that, that you see a market and you find a print process or an engraving process, whatever the process is, that's mm -hmm. embellishing. How do you make that decision? How do you decide to add new equipment? Is there, how does that, what goes in that capital equipment decision for you? Well, um, efficiency is number one. So, mm -hmm. um, we were using a, when we first started DTG, we were using more of a consumer grade, I guess, product problem is that it takes, you know, three to four minutes to do a, you know, a really full color image. Cause it's got to do the white and then do the, the color. Right. Um, and so when the new F3070s came out, uh, Epson's, I don't know, just the, the next level, um, those things will do it in under 60 seconds. Right. And so that was, you know, so efficiency is a big, big um, part of what, what I look at. I always want to try to make sure that, you know, we're not, where's the bottleneck and how can we solve it with, mm -hmm. with equipment purchases. Right. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I, I'd have to just admit it's kind of willy nilly. It's like, if, if I see something and I'm like, Ooh, that's really cool. Can I justify it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but obviously behind that, you're seeing some opportunity for a market there. In other words, you know, like sure. you mentioned with the, with the sign panels, the UV printing does something special there for you. Right. Right. So obviously there was an opportunity as per, perhaps different from a need, you know, cause sometimes you buy capital equipment. Like you said, the bottleneck sounds like we really have a need to get rid of this bottleneck, but sometimes you have an opportunity as opposed to a need. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I, I, I would say that's accurate. I think, you know, for us particularly, um, you know, six print processes is a lot, is a lot to manage. And so yeah. I'm not necessarily looking at and, and I also feel like the opportunity with having six uh, print processes is a lot larger than someone that says has maybe has one as far as like expansion into new products. Right. Um, I mean, those UV machines can do a whole lot that we're not doing yet. And so I personally, at this point in our business, I would rather spend the time in R and D trying to come up with new, new, new ideas, um, new blanks that we can get in to, you know, say, Hey, in fact, we just, we did a whole R and D thing where we printed on 12 or 12 or 15 different items and priced them all out and got all of the information and then sent them to our biggest client and said, Hey, do you want, you want to move forward with any of these, um, at these prices? Um, and I feel like that's a better use of our existing technology than potentially adding another one. If I were to add another one, it'd probably be, um, like a poster printer. Cause I know that, um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of margin there in posters. You know, you can sell a poster for 25, 30 bucks, and maybe you have, you know, $4 in it, right. you know? Yeah. Um, 
So that would be something that I might entertain, but right now I'm pretty maxed out on space too. So that's another consideration that has to factor into the equation. Okay. Well, I I really appreciate your uh, time today and thanks for sharing your experience and um, your business with us. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it's a lot of fun. I, if you can't tell, I really like talking. So (laughs) this this is fun. (laughs) Hey, I like listening. So I think we're good there. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thanks again, Travis. Thanks again to our guest, Travis Ross, and to our sponsor, Hicks Corporation. You can find Travis and Make Your Mark Design at makeyourmark.design. The podcast at anchor.fm forward slash print on demand cast. And on Facebook at printondemandcast.com forward slash Facebook. Check out our sponsor's website at hickscorp.com. That's H-I-X-C-O-R-P.com. If you're looking for perspectives, education, tips, tricks, news, videos, and more, all focused on your business and connecting you to experts in the field, your peers, suppliers, and manufacturers, go to graphics-pro.com. And for convenient regional events catering to graphics professionals across America, check out graphics-pro-expo.com. And you can find this podcast at your favorite platform whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. You can also browse the archives at graphics-pro.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, adios, amigos.